2023 Sunbelt headlines. It's Locked on Sunbelt. You are Locked on Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to another edition of Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. And for the next few episodes, what I want to do is kind of a preview of the previews, right? We got Sunbelt Media Days coming up here in a couple of weeks. And I want to talk about potential headlines, really easy headlines, nothing too deep at all, uh, but for each team. And so we will do three teams per show until the last show, which will be two teams. And so in this uh, episode of Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. We have, no, I forgot. No, we have uh, Troy. You want to start with the defending champions, of course. We have, now I forgot, <laughs> Coastal Carolina and Georgia State. There you go. Brain cramp. Okay. So, Troy, Coastal Carolina, and Georgia State. And so, the easy first headline for the Troy Trojans is, can Troy repeat? I think that's going to be uh, harder said than done. I, I do. Uh, I think the way that Troy won it last year with defense is not going to be quite as easy, and I don't think it was all that easy uh, that, as it was. Uh, but I just think, and I think you're replacing a couple of guys, you know, in the middle of that defense, in the middle of the offense, for that fact uh, of the matter, right? You are, you know, you got to, Replace the all-time leading tackler, Carlton Marshall, NCAA all-time leading tackler. You got to replace KJ Robertson. You got to replace the center and Jake Andrews. And so there is a lot that is going into Troy trying to repeat, right? And now all of a sudden, unfortunately for him, <laughs> I guess, John Sumrall has set the standard, right? First year, we win, right? We came in and beat Kane Womack, who was in his uh Second season at South Alabama. We came in and beat Mike Desimo, who also was in his first year at the Cajuns, but that was on the road. We took down Coastal Carolina in a big way in the Sunbelt Championship game. So they had a lot of things going for them. And so headline number one is really easy. Can Troy repeat? Second headline, consistent consistency at the quarterback. That's what they need. Are they going to keep on switching back and forth? Uh, they they had one quarterback start and brought another one. I mean, Connor Watson wasn't all that good, and yet he came in and completed a huge third down pass against South Alabama that basically secured uh, the victory. Uh, was really inconsistent and then had a kind of a blowout kind of game against Coastal Carolina in the Sunbelt Championship game. Struggled in the Cure Bowl, but threw a couple of big touchdown passes uh, at the end to win the ball game. So are we going with, are we going with the quarterback Gunnar Watson or are we going in with some new guys? One of them, how can you not like a guy named Goose Crowder? Right. That may be his real name. <laughs> I looked on the bio. I didn't see, you know, James Goose Crowder could be just Goose Crowder, <laughs> which would be awesome already on the all name Sunbelt team. And so, that's headline number two, consistency at quarterback. Also, parentheses, who is the Troy starting quarterback? And so I just, I'm wondering if they can, if they, if, 
if next year can, they can repeat the same kind of deal. Or, look at it this way, if they improve offensively to where they are scoring, it doesn't have to be 35 points a game, but 24 points a game, 28 points a game. They put up a 30 spot every once in a while. Then all of a sudden, the pressure is not on the defense. I still think Troy is going to be very difficult to score against. Not sure as uh, as difficult as it was last year, but I, I don't think that they're going to be giving up 30 points a game. I just don't. But I think other teams are going to figure it out. And I don't know about panic. I'm not sure if South Alabama was a good example of that, but maybe the Cajuns did. I mean, the Cajuns should have won that football game. <laughs> the Cajuns, that was in the second half. They had a big lead. And who didn't panic was Troy, to be honest with you, in that ballgame. So I think they will, I think other teams will adapt to what Troy is doing. So how does Troy make the adjustments to the other teams making the adjustments? Maybe not. Is that another headline? So what do we got for Troy? You know, can they repeat quarterback consistency? Uh, they are returning uh, Kamini uh, Vidal, the running back. So they do have that. Don't understate, don't understate the, the loss of Jake Andrews in the middle of that offensive line. That is a huge loss. It's all going to start with there, right? Um, Bill Steele is telling us they're going to run like an up-tempo offense with, uh, with running. And so that'll be interesting to see if that's what they do because everybody else is trying to, although Kane Womack wants to run it down your throat, but that's kind of at the end of the ball game. Um, they, want, they want to be explosive uh, in the air with Carter Bradley. But that I, he set the standard, to, you know, John Summerall. So he's got to he's got to contend. And I happen to think that the power has sort of shifted. Although you do have the new teams in the East with Marshall and JMU. ODU is there, but they're not quite as good as the others yet. That you know, kind of making up for you know, has Coastal Carolina slipped a little bit? Has App State slipped just a little bit? And then you get you know, it's not quite as easy. Uh, Although, I, you know, the West isn't quite as easy. I think the West is loaded. I, I happen to think the West is loaded. Troy, South Alabama, the Cajuns, and uh, the fighting Will Halls over at Southern Miss. And then a lot like ODU, you have a whole new offensive scheme, a whole new coach. I mean, we did it in the last episode, Texas State bringing in 51 new players. My goodness. Uh, for 2023. All right. We still have uh, two more teams uh, to do. And again, for the next few episodes, we will be picking three teams. You'll see who we're picking on a little preview uh, of the show on today's show. So uh, you'll know which teams are coming up. Not going to tell you how I decided on which teams to go when. I wanted to separate some of the teams that I knew better than others. Kind of. I didn't want to do like, you know, South Alabama, the Cajuns, and Troy all in one fellow swoop. All right. And I wanted to also kind of, well, I guess I am telling you how I did it. And I wanted to separate some of the better fan bases uh, as well. So kind of give each episode a chance to uh, grow. All right. All right. So when we come back, we'll talk about Tim Beck and the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. And that's an obvious headlines uh, as well for uh, Coastal Carolina. But first, let me tell you a little bit about bird dogs. Bird dogs make you look good. Bird dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts as well that are made of that stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs 
fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird dogs use anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. All right. When you do order your bird dogs, you will get a free Yeti-like tumbler. And uh, having uh, my sister-in-law visited, she brought the Yeti tumbler. They look exactly alike. So go to birddogs.com slash college. Uh, and, or enter Locked On College for a promo code and enter and get your free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on college or promo code locked on college for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. All right, Dave Schultz, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Uh, let's go on to Coastal Carolina. And they got a new coach in Tim Beck. So headline is. New era for the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. Tim Beck bringing in new offense as well. That could be another headline. New offense for the Chanticleers. I personally was impressed and very intrigued with the old offense. I found it very annoying because it was tough to stop. Uh, kind of an RPO with an option in it, plus um, passing. <laughs> so kind of an RPO with a triple option and passing option. And Grace McCall has run it to perfection to be a three-time Sunbelt player, three-time Sunbelt Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, and so so it was Jamie Chadwell left. The new era is Tim Beck. Grayson McCall left, but he came back. He went in the portal for whatever reason, couldn't find a spot. He returns back to Coastal Carolina, and a lot is going to fall on Grayson McCall this year. He has to lead the team. When he was coming in, kind of a surprise starter, uh, a few years ago, when they went 11-0 during COVID, he had a lot of experience around him, uh, offensively and defensively. And that was there for 20 and 21. It kind of left last year. It was not there last year. Can those guys who got the experience last year, can they step up and take over for some of the guys uh, or for their lack of experience from, you know, last year, basically? Uh that's the question because they were winning, but not really dominating. They got embarrassed a couple of times. They got embarrassed by Old Dominion and they got embarrassed by a Troy in the Sunbelt Championship game. Uh, Grayson McCall probably came back too soon, injury wise. I will give credit to McCall and Coastal Carolina. They're getting blown out and they didn't give up. They didn't get close to winning the ball game, but it really could have been an ugly, an ugly mess. And they did not quit. So, they absolutely deserve a credit for that. So uh, headline, first headline is it's a new era for Coastal Carolina, the uh, Tim Beck era. Grayson McCall returns, another good another good headline. Uh, and so this is one of the things I was reading in Phil Steele's uh, preview magazine. He's got Coastal Carolina quarterback, number one. He's got Coastal Carolina running backs, number one. He's got Coastal Carolina wide receivers. Number one, it's pretty good stuff. After that, the offensive and defensive lines are average, and then the defense goes down from there in a big way. Can Coastal Carolina stop anybody on defense? Because before, the offense just dominated time of possession. They were methodical and explosive all at the same time, and you're always catching up. And so if you weren't just as explosive or efficient on offense, and fell behind by a couple of scores, it was really difficult 
to come back on Coastal Carolina. Now, you know, can that defense, how how efficient and explosive is that offense going to be? Tim Beck is going to do a pro-style offense, did a great job with that uh, at NC State. How long does that take to incorporate, and can he do it in one offseason, change the whole thing? And how does that affect the defense? Because if the defense is called upon to, to keep Coastal Carolina in the ballgame, that's kind of a flip of the way it had been before, right? Where the offense was, you know, I'm just, I know Cajun fans hate this, but the Cajuns fans could not stop Coastal in 2020. The one time they stopped them, they turned the ball over immediately, like the next play. I think a Levi Lewis passed to the sideline. Uh, I know Cajuns were probably missing some guys for COVID that year, and they're all upset about not playing them in the Sunbelt Championship ball game, but the Cajuns had them at home, and they couldn't stop them. This is going to be the difference. Does Coastal, you know, can Coastal keep that offense going, and can they stop anybody? So those are the headlines for Coastal Carolina. New era, Tim Beck. Grayson McCall returns. Really good offensively, but they are struggling defensively. And can they stop anybody on a defense? All right, when we come back, it's Georgia State's turn for headlines in 2023. Do want to thank everybody for continuing to follow Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. The channel continues to grow. We're over 300, I think we're at 325 subscribers. That's like 80 in the last five weeks. Um, I don't know, another, another 80 will get us over 400, you know, in five weeks. And then we're going to be getting close to 500. 500 is the goal for a Labor Day weekend when we kick off. And hopefully the more news that we do and more consistency that we do, uh, we'll get some more followers. So if you see it on YouTube and you, you have a comment, you, you're welcome to comment. I certainly don't know everything about the Sun Belt. Uh, know what I read and what I'm told. Uh, but, you know, I love the feedback and it will be me responding so uh happy to to respond to your comments really appreciate all the comments that we do get if you see it on youtube please like it please share it that's how the channel grows and also don't forget about audio we are wherever you get your audio podcasts from apple Podcasts to spotify to stitcher to amazon to iheart uh, you can subscribe that way as well don't forget to subscribe on youtube uh, as well we do appreciate as the channel continues to grow uh, also here's the goal it's going to be tight. We're going to try and get all 14 coaches on Lockdown Sunbelt. We will have them on the radio show when we're at Sunbelt Media Days. May not be able to make that happen video-wise for uh, this for the podcast, but we're going to try and get them all on at that time anyways. We're going to try to get them all on the podcast before the season starts. That's the goal. All right? Uh, all right, let's get back to it. It is Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Let's go to Georgia State. And it is Sean Elliott's seventh season. He's only had two losing seasons in six years at Georgia State, but one of them was last year when they went four and eight. So the first headline is, can Georgia State bounce back? Uh, and they have the schedule to do it with. They have a relatively inviting schedule to begin with. It gets, I would tell you, much more difficult on the back end. The first half, they have to take advantage of it. It ends with Troy and Marshall at home in Atlanta. But they will absolutely have a shot uh, to get off to a good start. But it is ending along the lines of like App State, JMU, and LSU. <laughs> ODU's at the end. 
But um, and if you want to get ODU, you might want to get them in the beginning and not at the end when they may be able to figure out their offense. But obviously, the, the, first, the first headline for Georgia State, can Georgia State bounce back? All right, that's headline number one. Uh, headline number two is, can Darren Granger step it up? That's headline number two. He's been a very good college quarterback. He's probably the second best quarterback in the East, right? As of right now, going to be behind Grayson McCall. App State has a new quarterback. Uh, Marshall may be deciding on a new quarterback. Uh, Georgia Southern's going to have a new quarterback. ODU's going to have a new quarterback. And JMU is going to have a new quarterback. So right now, and certainly, I, I don't know if he's going to be able to challenge Grayson McCall or not. Grayson, again, the three-time Sunbelt Offensive Player of the Year. That's going to be tough to do. Uh, but he is certainly in uh, the conversation. He's had uh, some good years where uh, rushing for about 600 yards and throwing, I think the first year was like 1,700 yards, and then the next year, 2,200 yards. Can he somehow get to 4,000 yards of offense, 3,000 yards in the air, and 1,000 yards on the ground? That's a lot. I get it. Can he be closer to 25 touchdowns in the air than he has been at 15? Uh, and so that's what we're looking to do. And maybe, maybe cut the interceptions down a little bit, just a little bit. He doesn't throw many interceptions. But when you're throwing 16 touchdowns, six interceptions don't look so good. If you're throwing six interceptions with 25 touchdowns, that looks better. Uh, and so we're looking for Darren Granger, you know, to take it to the next level and lead Georgia State. He's got a lot of help. Got six players returning on offense, uh, including himself, and six players returning on a defense. That's a ton in this day and age. It's not South Alabama this year where they got like 18 of 22 or 20 of 22, if you want to include a couple of injured guys. Uh, but they certainly have it, the ability to have Darren Granger step up and take it, take his game and Georgia State to that next level. Okay, this is where they do it. Jordan, last headline for Georgia State, Panthers need to take advantage of early portion of schedule. The Georgia State schedule early on includes Rhode Island, UConn, not quite the pushover, that's Jim Moore Jr., all right, they are not great by any stretch of imaginations, but they were an embarrassment for before they got there, before he got there. he was They were embarrassing to begin the season, but they ended up in a bowl game. So that's not a pushover game, but that's a game at home. You got to think Georgia State's going to win it. Then they're going to Charlotte. I'm going to say Charlotte. We'll see if Charlotte could turn around. That's been a little bit of a mess. They're at Coastal. Can't give Georgia State that win, but you're still 3-1 and one to begin the season. Then you get Troy and Marshall. Can you split that? If you split that, you're four and two, and you've already matched last season's victory total. So if you could somehow go four and two, which I think they have to, because it gets hard at Louisiana, at Georgia Southern, James Madison coming into town, App State coming into town, at LSU, you're at Old Dominion. I mean, I presume Georgia State fans think they could, well, why can't we go to Coastal and beat them? All right, that's a road game. But say, for example, you win your home game. You beat Troy and Marshall. Now you're five and one. If ODU is your sixth win, you know, who can you get an upset with? Can you upset App State? Can you upset James Madison? You know, maybe you can. Didn't they beat them last year? Who they, didn't they, who they took down last year? 
Now that I'm thinking about that, hold on, hold on. No. No. They lost to Charlotte last year, and that was at home. Lost to App State. They did beat OU. Um, they barely lost to James Madison on the road, 42-40. So maybe that's what I'm thinking. Anyway, uh, they do need to take advantage of their uh, early portion of the schedule because the second half of the schedule is just brutal. Oh, do you not withstand it? All right, so those are our three teams. I probably could tell you who's coming up next. We'll do that on Wednesday. Oh, you know what? I haven't figured it out. Oh, hold on a second. I did figure it out somewhere. What did I do with it? So it's going to be South Alabama, Georgia Southern, and Arc State coming up on Wednesday. All right. Uh, all right. So thanks so much for tuning in to Locked On Sunbelt. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Uh, we will continue to get ready for it's going to be SEC Media Days first. And then Sunbelt Media Days in a couple of weeks, we will, we will be down uh, in New Orleans for that, hosting my show. And hopefully we can line up some of the coaches uh, for the podcast as well. All right, again, thanks so much. Uh, I'm your host, Dave Schultz. You've been watching Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. Have a great week, everybody.